Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, November the 16th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, snivel, which means to speak or act in a whining sniffling, tearful, or weakly emotional manner. Snivel. Hope everyone is enjoying their work week thus far. It is Tuesday. Work week has just begun for some of us, most of us, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, uh, weather here in North Carolina is uh, looking pretty good. Cool nights, cold nights. We got uh, another frost last night. So, of course, you know, hey, the weather's changing. It's that time of the year. They're saying actually we're kind of late in our frost. It usually happens uh, in October, but we're a little late this year apparently. But I think we're going to make up for it. I really do. I just do. Uh, let's get uh, get into some uh, football here. You know, Sunday of course. When last night was Monday night football, uh, the forty the forty niners. I'm sorry, the forty niners. Beat the L.A. Rams. Man, what is going on with the Rams? You know, I, I kind of had predicted them to uh, end up in the Super Bowl and quite possibly could take it. I mean, they've gotten some new additions, but it looks like that is not working too well for them. I mean, they got Odell Beckham, the, the wide receiver, from the Browns. They got Von Miller from the uh, Broncos. These are supposed to be two top-notch players on offense and defense. Well, they just got it got there. So um, really can't judge too much about that. But man, the the, the Rams are, are, they're not looking so tough. Man, what happened? And uh, wow. Now this is wild. This is what you call wild news right here. Looks like uh, the Carolina Panthers have Cam Newton back. And they got a win over the Arizona Cardinals pretty well. I, I must say it was like 30-some-odd points to three or something like that. Cam Newton back with the Panthers. Wow. After being let go by the uh, New England Patriots. I, I, I wonder, and, and this may just be me, but I wonder how the uh, GM and, and the front office feel. I mean, how does crow taste, if I could say that? <laughs> how does that crow taste? You had to go right back to the guy you 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 got rid of, uh, so desperately needed to get rid of because you felt he was he wasn't performing at, at his best, which is understandable. I mean, hey, it is. But man, how does crow taste? Because you guys, uh, when you let him go, you did have some a few shotting, a few shots were fired, if I, if I do remember correctly. But uh, anyway, it looks like the the Panthers. Hey, they're they're back. They're back to winning. I believe this is their uh, – he came in. Uh, he wasn't the starting quarterback, but he came in, ran for one, threw for another, I believe. And they look pretty good. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> and, uh, of course, well, 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 the Dallas Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, if you know anything about football and the Dallas Cowboy fans, they are once again talking about the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, well, there's Cowboy fans for you. That's just what they do. 
I mean, it, it is. That's just what they do. I mean, every year we see them, we hear them flapping their gums. Anyway, they're saying the Cowboys are back on top again and they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> we know how this uh, this train usually rolls. Starts out fast and then goes downhill from there. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> – I mean, they could, I, I guess. It's possible, but uh, that's the Dallas Cowboys. They ain't going to no Super Bowl. Come on, man. Give it a rest. Give it a rest. And uh, moving on here. Uh, oh, wow, man. Now, <laughs> this uh, this is, is – uh, it's just getting out of hand here, people. It, it just is. Looks like there's going to be or, or has been another sick out here in uh, – North Carolina, Wake County to be exact. Uh, of course, you know, Wake County, Raleigh is the state capital of North Carolina. Like we have another sick out. No, it's not the bus drivers. It's the cafeteria staff. In fact, so much so they sent a notice out yesterday telling parents, pack your kids lunches. It won't be quite possibly a few uh, schools in, in Wake County aren't serving lunch. They, they had a sick out. Cafeteria workers didn't show up there. Of course, they're demanding, um, Better pay. They just are. Man, this, <laughs> you know, it started with, with uh, of course, COVID. And, you know, hey, we had to get the kids back in school. We finally got them back in school. Then we can't get them to school because of the bus drivers. And now apparently we can't feed them while they're in there because of the cafeteria staff. What's next? The custodial staff? Yep. I guarantee you they're going to pull up sooner or later. Probably more sooner <laughs> than later. They just are. I mean, um, man, to think that that you know, and of course, well, the the community they they've band together. You know, you got some uh, groups and individuals and organizations that are are, are um, distributing bag lunches, which is a good thing. That goes to show you the community we, we will pull together in time of need. Not 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 taking anything away from those uh, that cafeteria staff because hell, who knows the last time they got any uh, got a raise. I mean, look how long it's, it's taken for teachers. So COVID has exposed a lot. There's There are many layers to COVID. And if you say it to yourself, well, how does COVID factor into this? Well, all this came about because of COVID. Seems like when 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 we were allowed, when they did allow kids to go back to school, all of these things were exposed, pay, overwork. They demand a raise. They want some more money. Can't knock them. I, I mean, it, uh, like I said in a previous podcast, let's let's be real with each other. How many of us even, even thought about these uh, low-end uh, employees of the school system? Bus drivers, cafeteria, custodial staff. Yeah, the custodial staff is probably coming up next. They're going to demand more money also. We 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 just didn't even equate them in in the in the in this uh, problem until now. And now they're telling you, hey, look, you want us to continue. You're going to have to pay us some more. Not mad at them at all. But it's, it's like I said, it's, it's got those uh, school officials and these politicians' eyes, got their ear now, their eyes open. Get Put a little something in the ear. And, of course, you know, last week, uh, Cumberland County, Fayetteville, right down there in Fayetteville, they had a sick out also with their bus drivers that were earning twelve fifty an hour. So now they're saying that uh, – Sometime next week, uh, the, the school board's going to get together and see what they're going to do. Yeah, you better get together and see what you're going to do. It ain't what you're going to do. It's what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, you better give these people some more money. 
and 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 what also is coming out once again is uh they're saying hey um people just aren't working i i don't know what that's about to be honest with you i don't know how they're surviving uh i know they're saying that you earn more on unemployment than you do actually working i guess but how long is that going to last dare i say it won't last too much longer i i don't think it's going to last too much longer so i mean <laughs> i don't know like i said maybe they figure something out that that i have it i know i have to go to work every day i know there's a lot of quite a few people out there that have to go to work every day too we don't have the luxury of just uh, sitting around collecting an unemployment check. And, and of course, you know, like I also said in a previous podcast, they're talking about this has become the resignation era. People are resigning from their old jobs and, and trying to find some new jobs. Entrepreneurship is up there. They're predicted or will be up. Yeah, I, I think there'll be COVID exposed a lot. It has exposed a lot. It is uh, it's like that proverbial onion. All We're, we're just peeling layers back. And 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 it continues. We got to peel the more. Seems like the more you peel, the more you got to peel. <laughs> if that makes sense, because uh, it ain't stopping. It's it just it, whatever the the cause or the reasoning, however you you want to say it, man. These, well, these citizens are saying no go. We're not going back to work under the conditions we had previously. It kind of reminds you. Of, of those uh, foreign countries we often hear a lot about where they have a, a, a labor crisis or a labor union starting to appear, appear and, and pop up. And these people say they, they pretty much shut the town down or shut the city down and say, hey, we're not working and everything is shut down. Uh, I hope it doesn't get that bad here in the United States, but it, I, I can't I can honestly tell you, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because it looks like folks are saying, hey, if you do want us to work for you again, you better come up off some more money. So, I mean, it's, it's, that's that's just the world we're living in now. Uh, COVID is indeed that life altering event. It, it, it certainly has shaken things up, turns turned some people's lives around. But uh, it, it is it's, it's eye opening with the cafeteria staff. There. Now, this cafeteria thing. They're not. Uh, they're flat out saying they're not going to be able to feed kids because of staff sh- staffing shortages, because people aren't coming into work to feed the kitties. Wow, just wow. Um, like I said, I'm not mad at them. They hey, they if if you are under the oppression or, or you have the mindset and you're saying to yourself, how could they? How good they? Who knows how long they've been uh, screaming and and hollering? Hey, give us more money. So if you won't do it. <laughs> We'll get you. We'll we'll kick you where it hurts, and they certainly have. I saw a list of the schools that weren't serving lunch. I want to say it was about ten or fifteen, and that may have been just a a, a modest list. And and that's enough. That's more than enough to get your attention. Certainly, these these school boards and these politicians up in uh, Raleigh, you guys better get on the stick because folks ain't playing. They just aren't. All right, let's go get it. Now, by now, everyone has heard of the passing of uh, the Biden administration's $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Now, 
part of this bill is, of course, go, uh, for transportation, building of roads, bridges, improvement of the infrastructure. You know, hey, how many times have we been riding down the road and said to ourselves, damn, they need to pave this road <laughs> or riding on an interstate and you think, damn, they need to pave this damn thing. Well, looks like they have allocated $660 billion to the Department of Transportation in this infrastructure bill, along with some more money. Now, now, um, what's happening or what's happening or quite possibly could it be happening again is we're finding out people starting to come forward and saying, hey, if you're, you're with this infrastructure, we, you, you, you're, you're doing it again. You're following the, the you're following history from the 1950s and 60s as it relates to black to the black community with these uh, highway expansions or, or whatever or what have you. Because uh, what's happening is is uh, there's two separate incidents or two, two separate cases that have came up as a result of the Biden's administration uh, transportation portion of this uh, infrastructure plan. Now, that, that the transportation part, what they're saying is that they have a criteria for, you know, the road improvements and the bridges and overpasses and uh, expansion of the highways. You know, it's the three top criteria is in order for these things to go off smooth, this thing to go off smoothly, uh, climate change has, has to be addressed and environmental justice and racial e equity. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, what does racial equity have to do with anything? Well, if you go back to the 1950s and 60s, there was a, a little infrastructure, if you will, a lot of the major highways that we ride on, uh, those highways cut through some minority communities, left a lot of a uh, lot of blacks displaced, and what they're finding is and, and that it's happening all over again, and some people are, uh, are sounding the alarm. Now, this massive infrastructure bill, which is the largest in, in a decade, now it's in, in two separate cases and two separate states in Louisiana and Texas. What they're finding is uh, those in these these black communities that are, are quite possibly going to have these highway expansions or whatever, just like the 1950s and 60s here in Durham, North Carolina. And it, it happened all throughout the U.S. United States. There was a what they call a thriving community called Haiti. Now, Haiti was uh, it was a remarkable community. It, it gained national attention. I mean, it it the businesses were black owned and and ran and they were supported. You know you had your doctor's offices, uh, your 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 lawyer offices, your your businesses, your dry cleaning, uh, just whatever you need in a community, and and for it to thrive, it, they had it and it was owned by blacks. But free uh, uh, the freeway one forty seven came through and 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 of course what happened was. Um, it cut the town or cut a portion of the town in half that a lot of uh, black merchants at that time said, hey, it, it cut us off from any economic game, gain because all the economic gain went to downtown and, and, and those on the other side of the freeway, the blacks, they were left in that. They had that. They were cut off. They said they couldn't prosper. So it appears this is what's happening again. Now, in Louisiana, it, it, there's a black community in Allendale. Louisiana, which coincidentally is the home of blues, the blues legend Lead Belly. Uh, 
I don't know if you got, I'm wondering if that the same lead belly that Red Fox was talking about on his show when he uh, sold those those records. <laughs> he was well, he gave those records to a library. And he was trying to get them back, and he got enlisted the help of Bubba, who was supposed to be uh, Lead Belly's uh, son. I want my daddy's records. Yeah. So apparently, what what's happened? Uh, there's a long time long term resident there. She's saying that um, the state's planned highway expansion that. It's quite possibly, well, not quite possible. She says if it goes through, and her and other activists say if it goes through, it's going to displace and demolish many homes, businesses, and churches. Now, she's saying why she supports the, the, the uh, administration's quest to acknowledge and deal with racial equity head on. She's also worried about how the effects of this expansion might actually be a continuation of racial inequity that has historically left minorities out of that economic prosperity by cutting them off from the rest of the world. That's what they say happened here in uh, Durham, North Carolina with uh, Freeway 147. Now, the expansion of Interstate 49, which has been delayed for um, two years. And and what's also happening is they're saying there it's undergoing an environmental analysis also. Now, business leaders say the highway would connect the town to uh, economic hubs in Louisiana and surrounding states. So you have her saying, no, wait a minute, you're going to demolish and destroy these homes and churches and businesses and, 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 and our culture, cultural uh, significance. And then you have those that are saying on the business side, with this highway, it's, it's going to open things up for the community and, and the surrounding areas. And it's going to give those in this small town and, and other small towns throughout Louisiana access to uh, more economic prosperity. And 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 not just here and there in the state of Louisiana, but surrounding states also. That <laughs> it sounds eerily familiar. Now, if you want to move, we can move over one state to uh, Texas in the city of Houston, in the Fifth Ward. Now, we all know about the Fifth Ward. The Fifth Ward in Houston, Texas is, of course, a black community. It just is. Uh, poverty. It just is. Now, in, in the Fifth Ward, they're saying the problem is brewing or has brewed. Now, the, the expansion of the highway was delayed in March of this year. And it was delayed because they they invoked what they called the Civil Rights Act to pause this massive highway project. That they're also what they're saying, what, what how the Civil Rights Act came into place because when they 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 I guess when they started or thought of uh, this project or started on the project, they found that they were going to displace more than one thousand homes, three hundred and forty four businesses five churches and two schools also that were going to affect drastically black and Latino neighborhoods. Highway, once again, the highway was going straight through it. Homes were going to have to be torn down. Businesses were going to have to be torn down and uprooted and and quite possibly moved if they could. Churches were going to do the same thing. Schools. Now, all of this came about as a result of a a state representative and local groups also, just like in Louisiana. They raised concerns over the course, over, of course, the the civil rights and environmental concerns. Now, one resident was notified that 
his home of nine years would be demolished. And he and and okay, he said, okay, right, I get that. And he said he would receive compensation, but it wouldn't be enough that he could afford a new home in that same neighborhood neighborhood after the project was completed. This sounds it's a continuation. It's a good. I don't know if you can, I guess it's progress. And and sometimes, oftentimes in progress, it it does, it helps and it hurts. With any progress, you, you know, you, you're going to have, it's a two-edged sword. Now, I'm not trying to sound heartless or, or, or thoughtless or mean or, or, or what have you, but for those that are saying, I, I, I get that they're saying they're going to be displaced, that they're they're going to have to move or or, or whatever because of, of of their um you know the the homes having to be demolished and just like that story with this guy that stayed in the house for nine years and he said he would receive compensation but it wouldn't be enough once they finished the project because of course the property value is going to go up property value may go up but a lot of people's income isn't going up another thing that 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 I I, I want to say is if you're saying to yourself, how can they just come into these neighborhoods and do whatever they want to, when they want, how they want, or where they want? Um, look at the ratio of, of renters to actual homeowners or property owners. That is a contributing factor. That is a deciding factor. I mean, it's, it's just common sense. If you have a lot of renters and you don't have any property owners, um, not to sound harsh once again, but if you're a renter, truthfully, you ain't got no stake in the game. You ain't got no dog in the fight. You're a renter. You don't own the property. And and you, you really, truthfully, from a business mind or model, you, you really can't gripe. You're a renter. There is a difference between renting and owning. Uh, really, when it comes down to this, this the, the government support for these new this new infrastructure and transportation, if you're a homeowner, yeah, you can go to the table and you can argue a bit. But then again, that might not be too much because, of course, eminent domain. That, that's when the government can come in and, and, and take it and say, hey, it's for the greater good. It's for the betterment of the community. But if you're a renter, that, that there, sadly, there's really not too much of anything you can do or say. Yeah, you just have to pack up and move. I know that sounds heartless. I know it does. But that's the reality of... Uh, Capitalism. It just is. Not to sound arrogant or, or, or facetious. Because what they're also saying with this, this uh, infrastructure package and, and the transportation, uh, the states are going to be responsible for uh, distributing this, this money. The federal government, uh, the Biden administration said, yeah, we're going to give it to the states and let them decide what to do. And, and, and apparently... Um, a lot of people aren't too happy with that because they're, of course, that uh, racial and, and economic disparity dispute. Uh, you know, they're saying those what, what quite possibly if those guys that are running the state or whatever decide that, you know, hey, we're going to use this money or whatever. And we're not really going to concern ourselves with, with those that are being displaced, the minorities that's black and brown that are being displaced. Where does that leave us as citizens? Yeah. Gotta say, it's 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 kind of teetering on what they're saying is it's 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 those states that are Republican led versus those states that are Democratic 
led. What they're quite possibly are saying that the, the Democrats may go, well, both actually what they're saying, uh, the, the, the group, the political, the social groups and, and, and the state representative that I spoke of, they're saying they don't have a problem with the, the progress. Yes, of course, we do need to expand and, and improve and rebuild and, and restructure, but you can't do it just like we've done in the past with just pushing people out and and they don't have anything or you raise the property value and those residents that did own can't come back because they no longer can afford that property it's the cost of progress I, i'm sorry it, it just is it's the cost of progress it it does seem and sound heartless and cruel and inhumane but that's progress yeah, it, it, it's happened before back in the 50s and 60s, which is what they're talking about. We, we, you know, they had a, an infrastructure uh, package back then where they went through and, and ran a lot of the highways and freeways through. You know, you used to have, you know, those old uh, two lane highways that ran through. They got rid of that and, and came in with the expressways and highways, multi lane. And, and there was your economic boom because. Many people said maybe not so much, maybe for just one uh, select few, because more money went to one side and another money, uh, another the other side of the tracks, if I can say that, were just left out there. But the 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 businessmen and, and, and those that are in favor of it are saying this time around, we're going to make sure everybody gets it. Everybody has that economic prosperity, because with these new interstates and and the expansion is going to open it up to uh more towns and cities and other states also. But folks are still saying how. That's the cost of progress. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is kind of hurtful to think that once again, this is this is going to happen. But, but it has to happen. How many of us have driven through these neighborhoods in, in the black community and said to ourselves, damn, they need to do something with this. How long? I'm I'm 48. I'm 48 years old. And I can remember riding through them when I was a kid. And saying, man, what in the world? This is horrible. But they're saying that's a result of, of a lot of the, the 1950s and 60s, that infrastructure package that put a highway through and 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 cut uh blacks off from the rest of the city. So what they're saying is going to happen again, but you know, those in, in businesses are saying, no, it's not. We're going to, we're going to cut it right down the middle. We may be cutting it down the middle, but everybody on either side of the, of this, uh, these highways and, and, and what have you, uh, everyone's going to prosper from it. We'll just have to wait and see, see how this goes. We, we just are, but that one, what one trillion and and that's uh, what was it? Six hundred and sixty billion that they were saying was going through to the uh, transportation portion portion of this infrastructure package. Sounds good. But how good is it going to be for the citizens? Because they're they're, they're right, maybe rightfully so. They're up in arms. They're, they're not saying they don't want the progress. They're just saying they, they need some assurance that they won't be screwed over again. They just do. But yeah, I, 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 a lot of people are, are saying what, what, what they're saying is, you know, how can they do this? But that's like I said before, if you're a renter versus a homeowner, 
if you have to pay a, a pay rent versus a mortgage note, ain't, ain't sadly ain't too much of nothing you can do or say. Just uh, I don't want to say you just have to take it, take it on the chin, but you may just have to. Because it sounds like this infrastructure thing is is going to move, but yeah, they're they're trying to um, make sure they do it correct this time, apparently, because they're going into the racial equity side, the climate change side, and the environmental justice side of it also. So those three criterias, that's in order for them to, to move forward with the projects, they want to make sure they have that those three criterias are met and they're ready to move forward. And they can do so the right way this time. You know, like the one in Texas that was halted when they, they you know, the state representative uh, raised the, the the red flag and said, hold up, wait a minute. You get ready to kick all these people out. You get ready to destroy these businesses also. You get ready to destroy these churches. And you're going to be moving to, uh, you're going to be destroying two schools also. Um, with those schools, those two schools, that's a huge loss, I would think. Uh, where are you going? To, are you going to build some more schools? So then you're going to have to go back into those uh, taxpayers' pockets and ask for some more money for the school school bonds. That's the cost of progress, I guess. Jesse is. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's all for me today. I'm gonna get on out of here. I got some things to do off work today, and I'm going to enjoy myself. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow, listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, this is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. This is just a thought. Amen.